0: Since 12 hours after I walked out of the Oval Office or out of the White House, there was a leak about it, and whoever did the leaking leaked lies. I decided it was time I told the truth. I would never even have mentioned I was there if it were not for the fact that they had leaked to lies to the New York Times. I mean, I had turned to Flynn after about 20 minutes of this saying, This is the most surreal thing I've ever seen. They were yelling at the president at one point, they weren't just yelling at us, they were yelling at the president. We have 50,000 affidavits that have been written by Americans of both parties about things they saw and experienced. We have statistical evidence. We have computer forensics. We have a mountain of evidence. If we bend a knee on this, it's not like it's going to get better in 2022 or 2024. It's the end. It's the end of our experiment.
1: I'm proud to share with you Tetrogen, which helps you transition to a healthier, happier, and thinner you without cravings or side effects. Our metabolic hormones are the underlying problem that doom every diet and exercise program to fail. They control our metabolism, cravings, how much we eat to feel satiated, blood sugar levels, and even our energy levels. Tetrogen is formulated with four clinically proven, patented ingredients that help rebalance your metabolic hormones in roughly 15 to 20 days, depending on the amount of weight you wanna lose. Once your metabolic hormones are rebalanced, you'll be on the path of long-term, sustainable weight loss because Tetrogen is the first in the world which is scientifically formulated with four clinically proven and patented active ingredients to help you reach your targeted weight in two distinct phases. Phase one, we balance your metabolic hormones, and phase two, accelerate fat loss. The best part is that Tetragen comes with a 60-day money-back guarantee. So what do you have to lose besides weight? Learn more with the link below. They're useful idiots for them, useful tools, because the basic thing is we have to face our demons and fix it. That's the only way we can move forward is to face our demons. And, you know, you get back to the child trafficking, and that's very offensive to so many people. You know, YouTube deletes all those videos. It's like, well, if we don't face those demons, we can't fix it. And so we just, and same with everything. You face the demons. But then it gets to a point where you become victims, and you you got to let bygones be bygones. And I know that sounds terrible, but at some point, I wasn't a slave owner, and either were you. And so you can't, you can't, um, you you got to face everybody for where they are right now. And we got to move forward. We got to look to the future, not the past. We got to use the past to understand, but we can't dwell on the past so much.
0: Well, the other thing it does is it takes everyone's eyes off. So I do agree that there's a real racial, you know, the issue of racial disparity is a real issue for our society. It is. It is. I don't think it has to do so much with slavery as it has to do with a bunch of terribly design policies that were enacted in the 1960s and they created bad incentives. They destroyed the black community. And, you know, there were there were all kinds of very distinct ways in which the black community was was catching up and, and, and starting to flourish. Not, you know, it wasn't ideal, but the labor force participation rates, for example, all kinds of things were happening until the great society came along. And I would argue it's the great society, which is of Lyndon Johnson that has actually created the situation we're in. So I do think it's time that this nation revisit the question of race and revisit the deal that was made two generations ago and see if it isn't time we redesign it and improve it and and, and adopt policies that might work better.
1: But that's going with what we have right now. I mean, because it's a policy we have right now that we have to address and look at and fix.
0: And this idea that is promoted that it's just, it's all all a legacy of slavery is really bad history. It's fake history. And it keeps people's eyes off examining what the real culprit, who the real culprits are. And the real culprits are the left who have been using black Americans politically for decades now. So anyway, I think that we've, we've, uh, this is a, I think this is the last, This is the hill to die on.
1: Absolutely. Yes, it is.
0: You know, we have surrendered too many of our rights in recent decades. Free speech has been compromised. Uh, Freedom of assembly has been compromised by the goons. Uh, Religious freedom has been compromised. But if we give way on this, this is the most atomic concept of our tradition is consent of the governed as determined by free and fair elections. And if we let them get on, away with compromising this. There ain't nothing left. This is it.
1: Well, what do we do now? Okay, so when you left that meeting, Sidney Powell was supposedly going to be named what? And what happened after that? Because I've I've been watching her and she hasn't been able to reach the White House because they have been putting blockades. And and do you know where that's developed?
0: I can tell you what happened for a few days afterwards, which is, so I was in the room yeah. So at one point, Chip Bologna yelled at the president something like, You don't even need, well, if you want to do this, you can go ahead and do it. You don't even need a pen and a piece of paper. You can just say, Sidney Powell is the general, the a special counsel. Uh, and we argued for another 15 minutes. And finally, President Trump, very softly and gently, I was really re- surprised at how kind of kind hearted and gentle he is. He finally said, You know, Pat, at least. At least these people are willing to fight for me. What What have you done? You've got no idea. Been, <laughs> exactly. You know what? You said no, I, I can keep going. He said, You said I don't need a pen and a piece of paper. Okay. I hereby declare Sidney Powell is the general counsel, is the special counsel, White House special counsel. And Chip Bologna or one of the other lawyers, said, You can't do that. She doesn't have a security clearance. And it was Flynn who spoke up, General Flynn, and said, Mr. President, you have the right anytime you want to make to make, give any, somebody any security clearance you want. And so President Trump looked at him and looked at the lawyers and, and said, okay, I hereby declare Sidney Powell has a top secret clearance. And the lawyers stormed out of the room. Well, we walked out, we spent another few hours together planning what was going to happen then we we were up in the residence for a couple hours he served delicious swedish meatballs i understand it's like his grandma's recipe
1: they were great he and i were the only ones. <laughs> that's awesome
0: so we were we were the only ones eating but we, we we ate through a mound of them together and while everyone else watched and then he said uh and so we left it was about a quarter after midnight and the next morning Sidney powell called mark meadows and said okay mark it looks like i'm gonna need an office in the white house and Mark Meadows said, uh, "Well, Sydney, I'm not sure we can really get that arranged so quickly. We got to work. We got to look into that." And so Sydney said, "Well, I, I at least need a pass so I can start going back and forth." And Meadows said, uh, "I'm not sure we can actually get that done either. We're gonna have to look into that." And what do you know? They slow walked and they didn't. By Monday night, it was all gone. It's all gone. It, but it was all they. They. I don't know if they talked the president. Yeah, it was gone. It was done. So we've been fighting to get back. But he has no chance taking awful advice and he has no chance of winning if he sticks with him. He's got a lawyer, Pat Chippelone, who wants him to lose. He's taking advice from a man who secretly wants him to lose. And I've given him the names. Anyway, I, I think that the president has to decide like today. Either he sticks with the team. He finally turned to me maybe about 45 minutes in and he said, what are you folks saying then? And I, there was a long pause, and everyone looked at me. I said, "Sir, I said, put us in, coach. Put us in, coach. We'll win the game for you. Just put us in." And but it was a, uh, it was a shame. It, and he's clearly being sabotaged by people around him who are doing so, I believe, in expectations of great big jobs if they get the president out. It's disgusting.
1: Okay. So you, it feels like an amateur hour. It really does. It 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 seems like so many the lawyers are so bad sometimes. So now, he, Trump is still fighting. He has he wants everybody coming on the sixth of January. I mean, it's going to be there's going to be millions of people in D.C. So what is the strategy now? And how are these? How are they all these these people with the mountains of of evidence? I mean, we're. We're all gonna know this is bullshit. I mean, we already know it's all BS. How are these people gonna just be able to face the hundred million Americans who know that they're lying? You know, anybody with a brain knows that they're lying and this is a joke. How are they gonna be able to pull this off when there's gonna be millions of people in DC saying this is a joke? I mean, the energy is gonna be well, so high.
0: It is, it's not just the 6 we We're thinking the fourth, fifth and sixth but really by the 5th, you got to be out there protesting, making clear that you will not accept a rigged election. No justice, no peace. Yeah, because fifth, the 6th is the
1: vote, right? So you need to vote, be out vote. there by the 5th. Okay.
0: And in addition, if you can't make it to Washington, you want to go to your state capitol and make your feelings known. In addition, you should be pounding your senators and House of Representatives, uh, to explaining to them you will not tolerate a rigged election, which is what you're being asked to go go, go along with or turn a blind eye to. So there's that. Everyone, the most important thing is on the 4th, 5th, and 6th, make, that's Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, next week, be making your feelings known about uh, whether it's in your state capital or what, be prepared if you can, come to Washington, D.C. There's no time like the present. This is it. However, that's not going to be enough what the president has to do, so Congress could do the right thing, but these guys are politicians. Remember what Harry Truman said of an opponent? He said, what was that? I could carve a better man out of a banana. That pretty much describes about 80% of the people in Congress on both sides. So they don't have, so who knows what they're gonna do. Here's another thing that needs to be done. The president has to sign a certain piece of paper. He signs that piece of paper there are computer forensic specialists who can go and look at machines, and they don't have to seize machines. They don't. They just have to inspect, and they can prove. You know, two weeks. It's a it's a month's worth of work. They could get it done in in two weeks. They could really get it done in a week. And the truth is, in three days, we would have a good enough answer. And America needs that because half the country or more know you know says they know this was rigged. So the the, you know, we will have no legitimacy going forward. So and and Mr. Trump also said, just as he said, you know, if we inspect these machines and it turns out I lost fair and square, I'll be perfectly happy to walk across the lawn and get in a helicopter and fly away and I'll play golf with the rest of my life. That's okay, But you know, I don't want to do that. Wondering if I got scammed. So I want to inspect the machines. But again, that's where Pat Cipollone is jumping up and saying, Oh no, that'll ruin your reputation. If you do anything like inspect the machine, you know, there's a reason. we That's did-
1: ridiculous. Yeah, that's It's when- so ridiculous. Trump knows this is ridiculous. That's
0: why Flynn and I turned to each other and said, this is goddamn surreal. What we're hearing out of these guys. It's just surreal and Trump, President Trump knew that that's one of the times he started turning and saying you know CEO to CEO do you see what it is that that I've been wrestling with for so long and I said sir it's breaking my heart to see this i can't believe you're putting up with it they uh, you ought to fire them right here make sid if if you make Sydney your special your general counsel and mike Flynn, your chief of staff you'll win this you'll win this in two weeks it'll be over you know it'll be over in a week or two They it's he's being terribly betrayed by people within. And I hope that if he doesn't win, everyone remembers these names. And in particular, Pat Cipollone is a lawyer who betrayed his own client's interest. What you'd have to be a fool to ever hire Pat Cipollone as your lawyer because I saw him do it.
1: But Trump is believing it. So why what do you think is going on? Why would he not go forward with this? Is he worried? I mean. Because he is, he keeps fighting. I mean, he keeps, and he talks very clearly into public eye. So what do you think's going through Trump's mind that, uh, I mean, I, I just, I guess I don't understand. I don't understand why he would stay with this, knowing that it's the, he has to know this is the end of our republic, that it's that important. He,
0: uh, He's counting, first of all, he's counting heavily on the 4th, 5th, and 6th. And I do think millions of people are going to come here. And I also think it is not beyond Congress to say, we don't care. I think a bunch of these congressmen are compromised. And I think it's not beyond, not beyond them to say, and I tell you, I know what Mark Meadows is compromised by, and I'm going to make it public if this goes down. I'm going to make it public. I hope he hears this. Good. If he, I'm going to make it public. If he doesn't do the right thing, I'm going to make public the thing he's afraid is going to be made public. So I guess that sounds like, blackmail. It's not. I just, I'm just. i just saying uh, it's not blackmail, but I'm a reporter and I found something out that I needed to find out and I'm going to be researching and tying a nice bow on it if he keeps acting like he is. Uh, I, I know exactly what it is he's afraid of that's going to get public. Well, I've got my own investigators. And uh, so, I mean, a man's private life is his own normally, but not when you're in that position. He's compromised and I believe he's being blackmailed. Uh, I'd say you need, you need to, I think Trump is counting a lot on a mass of people showing up here and that scaring Congress into doing the right thing. Um, I, I don't know if that's enough because I think Congress, I think these politicians have their own ways of doing things. What he needs to do is he has to sign a piece of paper. The truth is if he signed that piece of paper in 72 hours, we'll have. A good enough answer that America can, you know, could go in on January sixth. Congress could go in on, with an informed answer on January sixth. And you know what? If what we think is there isn't there, we just say, "Yeah, uh, you know, I really do. I know that Trump will just walk to his helicopter, and and leave." Uh, so, so, but the thing that your viewers can do is January fifth and sixth, especially fourth, fifth, and sixth be in Washington DC or be in your state capital. I don't care if you have a permit, I don't care if you have to camp out. This is going to go down to history and we are not, you know, your your grandfathers you know, crossed the the Delaware in winter and things like this. They waited ashore at Normandy to stop something that's about to stop, uh, something that's about to happen now if, if we don't get our act together and address it.
1: Well, let me ask you about the Foreign Interference Act. He signed an executive order. So we know that dominion systems are being controlled by the Chinese Communist Party. We have the ownership of this, which also brings in um, Britain and other um, foreign actors. Uh, we know that. And he signed that executive order. Do you see that playing out at all? And what is he waiting for?
0: Well, he didn't even realize that based on that executive order, the power that he has which is bizarre, but it's an indication of how bad his lawyering is. They had not, Sydney had to pull that order out and show it to him. And that's one of the things he flipped through quickly and was kind of surprised at, that the power he's already got under that executive order, he doesn't have to sign anything new. And there's another thing from Barack Obama's time that would give him power. His own lawyers are not telling him these things.
1: Well, it sounds like, you know, because I've interviewed a, a handful of generals, at this point as well, and they're very, very serious about this. They know that our country is undergoing a coup. They think we're in a cyber war, and they think this is very serious and that these guys need to be exposed for what they are, and they're traitors. I mean, I, I they're they're pulling no punches the way they're talking and because they see this as a, a clear and present danger to our country and to our way of life. I mean, we fought wars for less than yeah. this. Right. Well, we need to
0: when this is over. I mean, under no circumstances, under no circumstances can can we bend the knee to this. It's the end of our republic. If we do, it's the end of our experiment. This has obviously been gooned. It's obviously been hijacked. It's time to go to the mattresses. If if I will not accept the January. Uh. You know, without an investigation. Now, if there was an investigation and it turns out there's nothing there, sure, I'll fine. be the first to salute Joe Biden and say you're the president. But we can't accept election which has had such obvious and massive and strategic irregularities.
1: Massive, absolutely massive. There's so much proof. There's so much there. Now, what do we do with these obviously compromised court systems? I mean, we are in a situation where we got courts that are compromised. We got Congress compromise. I mean, we have, we need a major cleaning house is what we need, but we can't, I mean, if the courts won't even listen to the proof, because we got this mainstream media who's so bad using as evidence that there's nothing there because the courts won't, you know, keep throwing out the, the uh, cases. Well, the courts aren't even listening to the evidence. I mean, when, at what point is the courts treasonous themselves, these judges, are committing treason because they're not allowing the evidence our day in court, not allowing these this information to get into court. The
0: courts have become a bunch of politicians themselves and up to the Supreme Court. This has to get in the hands of the Supreme Court. You know, the Supreme Court betrayed this republic once terribly, and that was in 1936. Franklin Delano Roosevelt started, you know, they had been in for four years and he'd passed a bunch of of unconstitutional stuff, and the Supreme Court kept knocking it down. And then in the fall of 1936, Roosevelt said, I threatened to pack the court and expanded from nine to 15 people and appoint six new ones. And, and the Supreme Court came back in in the spring session of 1937, and they relinqu- they they abdicated, they suddenly began rubber stamping everything Roosevelt wanted. And the result of that is they had to punch a hole in the, a number of holes in order to do that. And the result of this, we got a federal government that's about three times the size it should have been if we'd been following the constitution. And that's, they betrayed us terribly in that moment. And if they stand down and let this happen now, you know it's just horrible john roberts is also i believe compromised
1: i gotta tell you they also the supreme court also um let the country down right before the civil war when with the dred scott case that many believe that sparked dred scott, of course it sparked the civil war so the the supreme Amy. court not doing what's yeah, right course. this is it yes that's why i was saying i'd like to use that case because that case sparked it and they did history shows they were in the wrong and if they want to be in the wrong again they're going to spark a civil war again for be not doing what's ethically right people know what the law what common law is what what the law under god is what the natural law is and they betrayed the country with the dred scott case and they're going to betray it again if they allow fraud and someone to steal this country's election obviously
0: yeah you know, it really is. They're po- some of them are politicians. It's ridiculous that they have. You know, uh, the, we know these stories about how hard John Roberts has fought against letting any of these cases get to the Supreme Court. I believe that's because he's compromised. You know, there's there's one thing about him that's already known enough. I I can I, I feel okay mentioning it. Do you know? Is it out there in the public yet about the adoptions?
1: no but it might be but it's not public public so let's let, t- go for it
0: he adopted two kids from ireland 18 years ago or something and they're sure they're nice people they're adults now but under irish law he was supposed to move there for 6 months he didn't move there for 6 months instead they were taken down to a latin american country and adopted through there so he evaded the laws regarding adoption now the kids are grown up and I don't want to, I mean, it doesn't look good you know, on a chief justice to evade the yeah. law like yeah. that, but that that's out there and enough people know that, but there's other things. And so, and, and I wouldn't do that if the kids were still kids and it would harm any children or something for sure. like that to be known, but now they're grown up and they're over 21 or whatever and it's not. A...
1: Sounds like he's loose with the law. He's
0: loose with. But he did uh, That he did that. But there's something else, and there's something else going on in his life that went on in his life that that's much worse, and I don't know, the the public would be shocked, and I believe that's being used to compromise him. So uh, so he should he should he shouldn't just recuse himself. He should step down. We have a chief justice of the Supreme Court who has been blackmailed, and I believe that's why he's done some of the strange decisions he's done, such as really twisting himself into a pretzel to save Obamacare back some years ago. <laughs> uh, I believe it's be, it's because he's getting blackmailed about another matter. You know, this whole town is filled with blackmail and such.
1: Yes, they are yes, yes. The Clintons it was
0: their bread and butter. For the Bill and Hillary Clinton, there was bread their bread and butter on the rise to the top is blackmail.
1: And they'll do anything. I mean nothing is below what they'll do. I mean I've covered a lot of that. So um
0: have you covered the bribes that no. I've come well, I, I came public that I bribed ahead. Hillary Clinton $18 million at the request of the FBI. Have you come across that story yet? I have. Yeah, I did it. January, January 14th, 2016. She took an $18 million bribe that I arranged for uh, And it turned out that Barack Obama wanted to blackmail her. This whole town is a bunch of sleaze bags. And but the bread and the meat and potatoes of the Clinton's rise to power is blackmail.
1: I am not surprised,
0: but they got blackmailed by Obama, and that's and I set up the bribe to do it.
1: <laughs> and why, why did you do it and how did you get involved?
0: Well, that's a story I came out with a couple of weeks ago because I was having trouble breaking through the clutter. But I was asked to by the FBI to bribe Hillary Clinton, I was told she had taken one bribe for 20 million dollars and that they were now setting up a sting on her. And I was asked to get involved and arrange the sting. And I did, and I asked who was behind it, who authorized it, and they told me Comey and me Obama. So I did it, I successfully pulled it off, and afterwards I was told I had to forget it. And then when I asked why are, are we forgetting about this, they explained to me, federal agents explained to me what was really going on, was that this was really all gonna be leverage that Obama used on Hillary during her presidency. So I can you know, I can sit uh, I'm not saying publicly <laughs> the names of the country, yes. but about two or three weeks ago, I came out and revealed all this in an interview. I just couldn't take listening to this stuff anymore. So that really happened.
1: Well, I'm so glad that you, you went forward with that because I know that the Chinese, and uh, who knows what the Ukrainians have on the Bidens. I mean, the Bidens are up to their eyeballs in blackmail.
0: Money laundering. Money. They were involved yeah. in money laundering.
1: Yeah, in Ukraine. Yeah. And elsewhere I'm sure
0: they're so I, I and I know where they keep their money they keep their money anyway there's a uh, they these this whole crew is so corrupt it's you can't even fathom it uh, so
1: no I, I I know so okay so we're gonna have to have you back to analyze this more as it gets farther into this after the sixth and when we start to see what's going on um, because we it's uh, Everything's on the line, and we got, we got to make sure that things are clear. Can you please let everybody know again what they can do, what their responsibility is? And I'm going to say it like that. What is their responsibility to the republic over the next week? Yeah, it, you have to. You know, your grandfather's waited
0: ashore short Normandy. You can get off your couch and make it to Washington, D.C., Uh, for the 4th, 5th, and 6th. I don't care if you have to camp out here. Make it here for 4th, 5th, and 6th. And then, you know, it's a little cold. Bring your sleeping bag from Minnesota. But you Minnesotans are used to the cold. It's nothing like you, you endure. And if you can't make it to Washington,
1: well, I'm not just in Minnesota. This is a national. Well, I,
0: but keep but going. okay, I know that. But if you can't, I was speaking to you personally because I hear your. But me, I don't know Minnesota. about me. You know
1: what my problem is? Minnesota. Well, let me tell you what my problem is. I have to get on a plane, and I can't wear a mask. And I, I can't. I have an anxiety issue. I cannot wear a fricking mask. I I will. Then no. go to your state capital. So I'm scared. Go to your state. Okay, so now what do people have to do if they don't? If they, what is what is my responsibility and the responsibility of others who cannot make it to DC? First, make it to DC at all costs, except if you can't wear a mask without, like, passing out. And then, if you can't, what is our next responsibility?
0: If you can't, if you can't do that, do it at your state capital. And also, you should be starting now calling your 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 representatives your congress congressional representatives your senators and telling them it's just unthinkable that they would accept an election this this fraught with with irregularities and let them know you know not that you will pull them limb from limb in a literal sense but their careers are going to be shredded as far as you're concerned if they uh, if they go along with this. And that just under no circumstances, will you accept it? You know, just government derives from the consent of the people. Well, we the people do not consent to an election that is marred by the mass irregularities we've seen here, the strategic irregularities, and in particular, the, the, over, the proof, not just evidence, but the overwhelming proof that there's the hand of China behind this. And, you know, not just China, Pakistani ISI, if you voted in Nevada, if you registered to vote in Nevada, your information was sent when you went on the Secretary of State's website. Your information was sent to a company called CavTech. That's an Islamabad company that's a front for Pakistani intelligence, Pakistani ISI. We can go down the list of the foreign involvement here. I've seen the, the traffic information about the packets on the night of the election. There absolutely was connections with China between China and our voting systems. So it's just unthinkable. You cannot compromise on this. You're, you know, if we, the whole world is watching, and I'll put it this way. We, we beat our chest and talk about American exceptionalism. Well, this is the time to show it. Other countries succumb to this. Venezuela succumbs to this. African countries succumb to this. They go along with this. They bend the knee to this. America doesn't bend the knee to this. And that this is that moment to prove that we are that we deserve to be called, you know, to think of ourselves as the exceptional country. That's because we do not bend a knee to a stolen election.
1: We don't. This is a coup. There's a bunch of thugs taking over our government. And in fact, we got to clean out all this blackmail stuff. We can't have a chief justice who's blackmailed. We can't have a chief of staff who's blackmailed. We can't have a president who's blackmailed when it comes to Biden. I mean, give me a break.
0: Yeah, this will all be shut down. If Biden's in and the goons take over the Senate and the House, I think that we probably did win it all.
1: I think so, yeah.
0: And or and if if, if they take over for this, it'll all be buried under concrete. There'll be camps, re-education camps for people like you. And me. Did I see that one of these senators, it may have been Schumer, somebody came out a couple weeks ago and proposed that after, After January 20, they're going to start calling anyone who believes that this election was rigged is going to be defined as a domestic terrorist. Did you hear that one?
1: Well, I don't doubt it, because on YouTube, you can't talk about it without the the videos being taken down. So they already went that far. There's also Washington Post uh, columnist Jennifer Rubin, who says we have a list. And anybody who talks about voter fraud will um, not be allowed in polite society, won't sit on boards, won't work for universities. I mean, what the hell is wrong with these people?
0: Yeah. Who the hell are these people? By the way, exactly. I, grew up, I grew up in that polite society. I grew up with those kinds of people. You ain't missed a thing, America. You haven't <laughs> missed you. <It's, laughs> I, see, I grew up with those kinds of people. I despise them. They're, they're half men. They're half, the men are half men. The women are nothing to sneeze. But the men in those circles are generally crap. And you listeners are a far better class of human being than that polite society crap. And don't worry about it if you're not, if you don't get invitations to the right debutante ball.
1: I always say that they have no, they might have wealth, but their soul has no wealth. You know, I mean, they're so poor in the quality of person they are. So I'd rather have quality of person. They, they're yeah, they yeah their wealth of person is nothing yes how
0: many rich guys are out here there's not you know these rich guys are smart enough they all see what's going on how many of them are out here making noise about this that tells you everything you need to know
1: yeah they know they know i know that you're exactly right well and they all don't want to rock the boat because they're their product lines, and they they got they have to make sure that their customers are happy and all these things, and they don't want to risk their wealth. It's like I understand when it comes to having responsibility for a lot of employees and and their mortgages and their families. There is something to be said about that, but then there's a point where you have to figure out how not to get yourself compromised in that spot. So you can you can, like Ross Perot said, run down the center of the field, not the sidelines. Right. Right. (laughs) You know, I I love that saying because that's okay. That's pretty clear. So, anyways. (laughs) Okay. Well, um, will you stick around for my Patreons? Oh, I'd love to. It'd be an honor. Okay. Thank you so much.